Happy World Narcolepsy Day, everybody. Today is September 22nd, and I'm just wanting to take a little bit of time here out of our normal podcast recording schedule and wish everyone a happy World Narcolepsy Day. For those of you that have not listened to the podcast before, we typically have interviews where I have guests on and I'm learning more about their lives or about their organization. But for this week, I wanted to take a moment and just connect with you personally and spend some time talking to you about something that I've been thinking about. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Tonya Wallum, and I'm the host of the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast where we encourage parents of children with disabilities by interviewing people who understand the questions special needs parents may have. But as I said today, we're gonna take a little bit of a tangent here and talk about World Narcolepsy Day. So every year on September 22nd, people all around the world celebrate this day. And if you're like I am, you weren't aware of that. And um, narcolepsy is a little special for our family because my son has narcolepsy. And for the last several years, we've been helping him understand what it is and figure out how we can help support him. So some of the lessons that we've learned along the way, we've kind of been stumbling across it, but I've had the opportunity in the last month or so to interview two different people who also have narcolepsy. Julie Flygear and Kenya Gradnigo, both with Project Sleep, came on, and in recent episodes, you can go back and listen to their stories, but we learned some things about narcolepsy through that, and it's helped me a lot to understand a little bit more about how to support my son, but also how to help other people understand that it isn't just something that you can control. There are things that um, it affects more to your life than just being a little bit tired during the day. So some of the key highlights of what I learned personally beyond what I already knew were that it affects both your nighttime sleep and your daytime wakefulness. In other words, you might have trouble sleeping at night or the quality of sleep that you have at night may not be 100% of what it could have been. And in the daytime, you may have a hard time staying awake and staying alert. I know from what I've seen with my son, there are times that he may feel like he's awake but he actually isn't. And so time can pass without him realizing what's happening. And from his experience, there have been times where that's been misunderstood by teachers, by employers, by um, just different people that are just assuming that he's just being lazy or just not doing anything. And in reality, he's trying to do something, but his brain has gone to sleep, as we call it. Um, Something else I've learned about is cataplexy. That's something that wasn't really familiar to me. And if you want to learn more about that, I'd suggest that you go back and listen to Julie's and Kenya's interviews because they have personal experience with this and they talk a little bit about it in each of the interviews. But cataplexy can present in different ways for different people. It can be as subtle as a sigh that you may not have even noticed, um, or it could be a major situation that, that encompasses your whole body. So it really depends from person to person and situation to situation how it's going to manifest. And about 70% of the people that are diagnosed with narcolepsy have cataplexy. Another piece to keep in mind is even though we are focusing on it as a disability, we're looking at it in the sense that it can cause some interruptions in what you're doing, but it's not going to be a diagnosis that's going to keep you from having a full life. I don't know if I'm explaining that the right way or not, but I'm, I'm trying to, to figure out how I want to put this into words. It's not, it's not debilitating where it's going to keep you from being able to function and have a job and have a, a satisfying life. However, you may need to make some adjustments for it if you have this diagnosis. For example, if you are not sleeping well at night, you're going to have to make sure that you're getting that 
rest for your body. So you may need to sleep a little bit during the daytime to help make up for what you may have missed. Students who are in school may need to have some accommodations there. We talk about that in the other two interviews. And, and again, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those interviews with Julie and with Kenya. And um, they talk specifically about some of the accommodations. And even going back early in this year to listen to Christopher's description of some of the accommodations that he's using in school. But the accommodations may be testing in a separate testing environment, having extra time on test, um, maybe even having freq- frequent breaks during the test so that you can get up and move around a little bit. So um, so e- again, like the other things we've talked about, the accommodations are going to be personal for each person. But, um, but if you haven't thought of that and you are a student with narcolepsy, you may want to talk to your disability office with your college if you're there or your student support with if you're in high school or middle school. And then another piece too, that whether you're a student or not, you need to know how to advocate for your needs. So most of our listeners have a child with a disability of some sort, and you'll hear us talk about advocating over and over again, because it's so important to be able to speak to what you need, but to do it in a way that's um, that's encouraging accommodations and not making enemies. If you're not sure what I mean by that, um, you may have met someone who can kind of bully you into doing what they want. You don't want to come across that way. So if you're a parent listening, um, I'd encourage you to help your child talk through ways to advocate for what they need and uh, in a more cooperative way. Um, I'm hoping I'm not saying this in a way that's that's making anyone upset. I'm, I'm not meaning that. But anyway, the point of this one, and I, I'm just going to... Um, sign off pretty soon here. I just wanted to wish everyone a happy World Narcolepsy Day. And I'm going to be helping to celebrate that by posting on the Water Prairie Chronicles Instagram some of the faces of and quotes from people that I've found that have narcolepsy. So I found a few. I'm going to be looking throughout the day for some new ones. And um, if you want to join us and see some of what I'm learning, visit us on Instagram at water.prairie. Add your voice to the support by leaving some comments on the post that I'm making. So um, feel free to share those with anyone that you want to. We'll, we'll see see what I come up with. Um, I have a handful of things to start with, but I'm going to try and, and sprinkle the day with, with some of the information that I'm finding so that we can help celebrate with those who have narcolepsy around the world. This weekend, we'll have our next episode coming out. We're looking at an interview with the Phillips family, and we're going to be talking about childhood deafness and how that affects your life. So um, so be, be sure to join us for that one, and we will see you on the next episode. This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. We want to give a shout out to our superfan, Praveen S. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Any resources mentioned during this episode will be posted in the description. If you're interested in joining us as a guest, contact us through the links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate your support as we build this resource. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for a new episode.